This program has been pre-recorded for airing at this time. Please hold all phone calls. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices moreover that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you have a praise report, a prayer request, I want to be a part of our discussion, or just have a simple comment. We'd love to hear from you. If you're local, please dial 702-650-5588 to join in our discussion. Again, that number is 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to join in as well. That number is 800-366-8883. Again, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www. Dot kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. We're also being streamed live from our website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we encourage you to visit the website. Look for our weekly archives and just select the date that you like to listen. We have several years up there for you to listen. The gospel is always free on our watch. And again, our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. We also have several resources for you to enjoy. And please tell a friend, if you have an Apple device, we are also being archived free on iTunes. Most of us have a cell phone. And you can listen to KKVV anytime via your cell phone. Just remember, it only works in the United States. And the call letters for KKVB 1060 AM or 100.1 FM, and you can listen right now. You can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs right now. And let me give you that cell phone number, and I'm going to give it to you twice, and I really encourage you to lock it in under your cell phone contacts. It'll probably be one of the best contacts that you have, and please share the number. 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. So we're going to get right into our topic today. And what we're going to be talking about today is working out your own salvation. Working out your own salvation. Own. O-W-N. Your own salvation. So we're going to go to the book of Philippians But I want to give you a little background and so that you can uh, have an understanding what was going on at the time. And the Apostle Paul will be giving the exhortation. So the letters of Paul to the Philippians, New Testament letter, was written by Paul the Apostle while he was in prison, probably at Rome, about A.D. 62. An address to the Christian congregation he had established in Macedonia apprehensive 
that his execution was close at hand, yet hoping somehow to visit the Philippians again, Paul explained that he was imprisoned for preaching the gospel of Christ. Though he welcomes death for Jesus' sake, he is equally concerned to continue his work in Christ. Paul exhorts his readers to remain steadfast in their faith and to imitate the humility of Christ, who emptied himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. So we are going to look at Philippians. I'm going to look at verse 8. I'm going to look at verse 12 and 13. This will all be coming out of Philippians chapter 2. Again, I'm going to look at verse 8. I'm going to look at verse 12 and verse 13. And also, uh, I want to uh, give you a quote from the great theologian Charles Spurgeon. Uh, He's known as the Prince of Preachers, and he was a prolific Baptist preacher. But let's look at what he says. Quote, These words, as they stand in the New Testament, contain no exhortation to all men, but are directed to the people of God. They are not intended as an exhortation to the unconverted. They are, as we find them in the epistle, beyond all question, addressed to those who are already saved through a living faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. End of quote. Again, that was from Charles Spurgeon. So let's get to the word of God. I am in 2 Philippians. Again, I want to read verse 8, and then I'm going to drop down to verses 12 and 13, and we are going to be looking at working out your own salvation today. So verse 8, and the word of God says this. I'm in the New King James Version. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Wow. The Apostle Paul, you really have to be so appreciative and grateful for a man who knew that his execution was imminent. But that did not dissuade him. He understood how important it was even in his absence, how the Philippians in this church, they needed to understand that they had to work together. They had to really keep going and that they had God with them. That who was going to help them. That's who was going to be with them. You know, we cannot do anything in and among ourselves without Christ. You know, the thing is, is that a lot of people want to give themselves credit for doing things. And I would have to ask, how do you do them independently of Christ? How do you do them independently 
of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. How are you able to do that? Uh, there is an alarm clock that is used by most people, whether it's on your cell phone or a physical alarm clock that you set on your dresser or near where you lay your head, and uh, you set it, and you have every expectation that it's going to go off at the time that you set it because you set it, and you are very specific as to the time that you want to get up so that you can do whatever it is that you have to do. How do you get up? Is it because you hear something? Is that what makes you get up? Or you can look at the alarm clock and say, okay, I see the time that I wanted to get up. How do you get up? Is it a physical action? Is it a spiritual action? What is it that you are doing 100% 100% completely on your own. That's the question. And so, if we're really honest with ourselves, men and women of God, we can do nothing without our Creator. Nothing. So we must give all glory all honor, all praises to the one who died for us. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, men and women of God. I'm speaking to believers who created you. How are you living and breathing How do you have reason and function? How are you able to love and to be loved? Is that scientific? Do you go to the pharmacy and say, pharmacist, I need a love pill? Or perhaps at your job, I'd like to have the love training. Matter of fact, I want to become an expert in it so I can train others. Well, we read in verse 8 about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, emptying himself. He emptied himself. He humbled himself. He became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Now you have to understand, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they resided in heaven. They don't need to obey one another. They work with one another. There's not an obedience that's needed when you're co-equal and functioning. As the Godhead. However, imagine. When God the Son. Wrapped himself in flesh. And appeared. In this realm that we called earth. How obedient was that? 
He became in our form to totally show us what it meant to be obedient. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He sits on a throne and comes down and and takes the form of man. Now, you have to understand, angels are created beings too. But they have a higher form than we do. Could not God, the Son, take on a higher form? His was not about superiority. It was about being a servant. What about where he was born? No doubt he's a king. He's a lord. He's a savior to the whole world. Would he not be in one of the fine palaces? No. It was a very oppressed place. He he was humbled to the point that he was born a baby in poverty among people who were not favored by Rome. They were hunted. They were terrorized. They were stripped. They were oppressed. They were enslaved. Yet, I want to be a part of them. He could have appeared as a man. He experienced birth. He could have been a special child in the household. But he humbled himself to be a child in the household. Of all the things he could have done, he worked with his hands. He was a carpenter. He built things with his bare hands, nails, hammers, cutting, measuring. I'm sure his hands reflected his work as well. It's my opinion. And he waited 30 years to launch into his public ministry. 30 years, three decades. How humbling was that to be patient, to know who you are, to know what you came to do, to know the power that resides in your name, all power, not some power, but you waited, you humbled yourself. And look at the companions and the disciples that he selected. They weren't learned men. They weren't men of great power and statues. They were hard-working men. They were fathers. They were sons. They were husbands. They didn't have great wealth. They weren't politicians. 
They weren't great generals. They weren't ahead of a mega church. They were humbled men from the community that he was going to serve in. And he was tempted like all men were. humble is that for the savior of the world to be subjected to the devil and his tricks and his schemes and to endure great suffering there's no one that has suffered like he suffered and he suffered in the same form that we suffered as a human being as a man or as a woman he suffered Yet, he never stopped being obedient. He chose to submit to the cross, to submit to the death, to fulfill the prophecy. Where we have the gift of salvation of eternal life that our sins have been paid for with a price his precious blood and only his blood will do we're not suitable to save ourselves how are we able to do that we can't he endured great shame great mocking Great public humiliation. His body, his heart, his mind. He endured all that publicly. And he was in great agony on the cross. Spiritually, he had never, ever been separated from the Father. Never. And then he had to wear sin. Sin for everyone, whether they were believers or not. The sin of the whole world. He had to endure that. That's what I call working out your salvation. Working out your own salvation. Now, he showed us what could be expected, what we would have to endure by being a part of the family. And Paul did not want the Philippians to forget that even though he more than likely wasn't going to be with them anymore, They should still do it. He needed them to love one another. He needed them to support one another. He needed them to be with each other.
quite possible, men and women of God, that even though our Savior has not returned as he said he would, that we can do it. We can endure it. We can work out our own salvation. Now, in verse 12, it says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It says, to will and to do for his good pleasure. You got to get excited about that. And we look at fear and trembling. Fear is reverencing God. The trembling is the trembling of the joy that you have in working out your own salvation. You have wonderful things going for you. So this is not the time to be afraid. This is the time to be exhilarated. It's an exhortation. It's spiritual motivation. Out of all the things Paul could be doing right before he was going to face his executioners, he wanted the Philippians to know Without a doubt, God is with you. Not only is he with you, it is his will for you to do this. And it's to his good pleasure. It's not the time to be afraid, men and women of God. It's the time to mount up like eagles and get excited and what it is that you have going for you. We cannot be afraid to love on one another, help one another, support one another. We have a great example in how emptying ourselves and, and, and being obedient to God is everything, not something. And we must challenge ourselves to get the fullness thereof. It's not a time to hold back and like, well, let me just coast, coast where? When have you ever known your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to be a coaster? When have you ever known him to be a pew sitter? When have you ever known him to not be the tip of the spear. And pleasing God. And being that obedient. It showed him in a much more marvelous light. He wasn't afraid. Verse 
to give himself, to show himself, to demonstrate how to love, how to care, how to share, how to listen to others who did not look like you, how to walk amongst the people and to really hear them speak as to what they believed what they needed see Paul wanted the Philippians to understand Even though he was in prison. You have to understand, this is a prison epistle. He is in prison. And he is writing letters that are poetic. That have much passion. That they are conveying. His very heart. His very reason. For why he does what he does. And it was because of them. He had great. Love for them. And he was going to finish. What he started. You cannot love. Christ. And the things of Christ. And not finish. You got to go all the way. It's not a 50-50 relationship. You go 100% and you go hard. Because if not now, then when? And you will be so much better for it. You will be invincible. You will be unstoppable in sharing and caring and proclaiming and your desire For the things of God will grow and you will become truly a reflection of his image. We cannot be held in bondage because of circumstances. We need to get with the one that controls all circumstances. And that's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Men and women of God, this is your moment. This is your time. This is your season. Don't sleep on it. When has the Lord and Savior not been there for you? When you are at your weakest, he is at his strongest. We cannot waste circumstances. We cannot waste the fact that some of us are going to have to suffer with serious chronic illnesses. There's no reason for you not to minister, to serve. There's no reason why you can't get your healing in the word of God. Because there were those who suffered before you.
And it was their relationship with Christ that made the suffering bearable. Because Peter exhorts to us that when we were talking about elders and being watchful, and we went to 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter was talking about the present suffering was up before a moment because of what they had going for them in the kingdom. The suffering wouldn't be for always. Some will be healed in this lifetime and some will die. But the suffering will end. And your glory bound. And you will have what our Savior our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has promised us. There will be a time when we will be glorified in our bodies and we will be able to stand in His presence and there will be no more weeping, no more pain, no more suffering, no more sorrow. We will not be subject to those who think and do and practice evil. We cannot lose hope We cannot lose sight that the word of God is our foundation and we must be steadfast and stand on it even unto death. That's what our Lord and Savior did. That's what Apostle Paul did. And there are plenty of others who did it. Everyone will exit this earth. So you need not concern yourself with that. Working out your own salvation is putting it to the test. It's to realize that you are special. You are a peculiar people. You are of a royal priesthood. Live. Be exalted in the love that Christ had for you and still has for you. And he's cheering for us every second of the day because we are his and he is ours. And that's what Paul wanted them to know. Get that in your spirit. Especially know that because I'm not going to come back. See, when you've loved and you've really loved, it does not matter if the person is standing before you or not. You love them. And you love all of them. The good and bad and the ugly. When they're present or when they're not, the love does not dissipate. It grows stronger. Because you are committed to that love. You are committed to that. And it's intentional. And it may be difficult to love some. As it may be difficult to love you. Or me in that case. But once a person is committed, they're committed. It's not based on circumstances. It's not like, well, you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. That's not in the equation. 
working out your own salvation is intentional. It requires action. Being a believer is not a spectator sport. It requires total commitment, obedience, and participation. That's what it requires. Focus. Drive. And God is there with us. He has not presented us with the keys to the kingdom and for them not to be used. We have great unlimited resources. They are of a divine nature. They are eternal. They are without end. And they are plentiful. There's no lack in the kingdom. Not at all. What you strive for in material things, God has blessed you in the divine things. Some of us will not have a lot of material things. Oh, but you can have every great and divine thing. See, material things, their value is up and down. One thing can be worth something. One day and the next day has no value at all. Oh, but the divine things, they never lose their value. And that's what we should be concerning ourselves with working out our own salvation. Is to store our treasures in heaven, in the high place where God resides. And we don't have to worry about them tarnishing, losing their value, or men or women breaking in to steal them. They're constantly being poured out into us. As a window of heaven has opened up and poured down in us and poured on us. As the oil ran down Aaron's beard to the hem of his garment. Those are what the divine things are like. Can you imagine When our will lines up with the will of God, we are unstoppable. God is never against himself. He is never, ever against himself. He is the word. And it will be perfected in us. You got to get excited about that. There are no limitations. Death comes for everyone. It's not how you die, it's how you live. 
if we're really believers, then we know that there's no death. That's what eternal life is about. But this is a realm that we are in at this particular time. So we need to run our race. We need to keep working out our own salvation. A lot of people are quick to tell other people, you need to do this, you need to do this. How are you running your own race? How are you working out your own salvation when you've got so much for everybody else, but you do nothing for yourself? At the master's table, everyone took a piece of bread and they spread it over to the next person. Made sure that everybody ate. There's nothing that tells you that you can't eat from the master's table. Your portion is your portion. The God of all Creation, heaven and earth, definitely has a portion for you. He has enough for you. And the same Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that is there for you, is there for others too. They must have their own relationship in that we're all individuals and we have different assignments our walk which is how we live could look different from someone else's walk because at the end of the day you will be the one standing up before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and giving an account you cannot say well this person did this this person did that the Lord knows what others have done so let's stay focused on making sure that we are working out our own salvation. We are partaking in all these things that the kingdom has to offer. And when we are doing that and we come alongside our other fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, we are unstoppable. Unstoppable. There were those there will be those that will come and try to distract us and pretty much try to slow us down and question, you know, who we are and what we're doing. You just look over and ask them by whose authority are you coming in? Who do you represent? And let them think about it and you keep going on and doing what God has called you to do. Either they'll get back with you or they'll, they'll go on and find someone else they can try to intimidate. Expect it. Now I want to share with you some Bible commentary concerning... Philippians chapter 2, verses 8, 12, and 13. In reference to 
verse 8. It says, Death on a cross or crucifixion was the form of capital punishment that Romans used for notorious criminals. It was excruciating, painful, and humiliating. Prisoners were nailed or tied to a cross and left to die. Death might not come for several days, and it usually came by suffocation when the weight of the weakening body made breathing more and more difficult. Jesus died as one who was cursed. How amazing that the perfect man should die the most shameful death so that we would not have to face eternal punishment. Verse 11. At the last judgment, even those who are condemned will recognize Jesus' authority and right to rule. People can choose now to commit their lives to Jesus as Lord or be forced to acknowledge him as Lord when he returns. Christ may return at any moment. Are you prepared to meet him? Verse 12. Working, excuse me, work out your own salvation in light of the preceding exhortation to unity may mean that the entire church was to work together to rid themselves of divisions and discord. The Philippian Christians needed to be especially careful to obey Christ now that Paul wasn't there to continually remind them about what was right. We too must be careful about what we believe and how we live, especially when we are on our own in the absence of cherished Christian leaders. We must focus our attention and devotion even more on Christ to that we won't be so that we won't be sidetracked. Verse 13. What do we do when we don't feel like obeying? God has not left us alone in our struggles to do his will. He wants to come alongside us and be within us to help. God gives us the desire and the power to do what pleases him. The secret to a changed life is to submit to God's control and let him work. Next time, ask God to help you desire to do his will. We will recall a famous scene in the Bible was when Jesus was about to be betrayed by one of the disciples, Judas. And he was praying. And he was praying so intensely in the Garden of Gethsemane that he was sweating blood. 
and he was talking about a cup. And he'd asked the father, that if there was any way that he didn't have to drink of the cup. But then he said, Father, let it be your will and not mine. And Jesus knew he was going to have to be separated from the Father. He had never, ever been separated It always existed together. As God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But at this very moment, it was spiritual agony to even imagine that. Let alone it happening. Just to imagine. But our Lord and Savior said, let it be the Father's will. Like I said earlier, imagine that your will is in tune with the Father's will. That he's working things out in our favor that you will not regret one second of putting your total trust in him. Not one second. Believers, we have to go on. There will be times in our life where we will be separated from those that we love and we care deeply for. And suffering will be upon us. We will experience great trials. They will appear to be unbearable. And people who you thought were with you, they were never with you. They will be exposed and it will be devastating. But you will get through it. You will endure it. Think of over your whole life. There's evidence of your endurance because you're here. You can hear my voice. You are here. That is evidence of that that you've already endured and never once had God left the throne. Never once had he not been the creator of you and all that you have gone through and all that you have endured. You are a testament to his faithfulness and you may not have understood why it went the way that it went 
why things happen the way that they happen. It did not kill you. Adversity. Builds patience. And when we wait on the Lord. And when we endure. And we keep going. And we trust and we believe, and we operate on that. See, when you trust, and when you believe, it's intentional. There's a demonstration. You can't just say, I trust. There's action behind trust. There's action behind belief. Because you will act on what you believe in. So when you make that statement, I trust you, Lord, There has to be a demonstration that you trust him. And you just can't trust him when everything is going well. You have to trust him in all circumstances. Because you got to know who you are in Christ. And who you are in Christ has to deal with your obedience. When no one is around. When you're being tested, when you're being tempted, when you're being tried, when you have no support. Your faith is what's going to get you over and over and over and over again. And it doesn't diminish in Christ. It grows in Christ till it appears to be radical that you will even shock yourself. You say, oh my God, I I had no idea. I was that committed. Yes, you can blow your own mind with the faith that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ because it's powerful. It's growing. It's amazing. It has eternal blessings it's divine in nature it's contagious it can cause others to rise up and get back into it see when someone is walking in Christ and they come into your presence the atmosphere changes it becomes electric And you feel that fire in your belly. And as if a switch went on. But not any kind of switch. Not one connected to the power company. Where you got to pay the bill. And if you don't they cut it off. Oh no this switch can't be cut off. It's kingdom. Continue to work out. Your salvation. And it means to. Enjoy it. Live it. Breathe it. Embody it. Christ didn't do what he did. For us to be. Sitting on the bench. No. We got to go out. 
we got to be on the front line. We got to have knees like camels because we pray so much. They'll be the most beautiful knees you've ever seen. They denote something. Somebody says, oh, look at those knees. And I think they're absolutely gorgeous. I appreciate those praying knees. It means a lot. We got a lot going for us, saints. And sometimes our leaders and those who have loved us and who taught us in Christ and encouraged in Christ, they won't come back. But know that a deposit has been made in you. And it's a deposit that can keep growing and serving. And generations to come will benefit by it. Keep working out your own salvation. Tremble with joy. Fear in the reverence of God. We love you and God bless you. Save the loss at all costs. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 33. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.